Yeah, hi, I'm Luke Alexander, President and CEO of Nucor Gold. Uh, Nucor is advancing the Enchi project in Ghana. It's an advanced stage district scale project. We've got a 1.4 million ounce resource today. We are in the process of updating that, looking to get those results out in the next um, few weeks. The company's fundamentally underpinned by robust economics. We put a PEA out in 2021, which outlined an after-tax NPV of 212 million uh, at a 1650 gold price. So there's a fundamental underpinning of value for Nucor. It's backed by a very strong team uh, with a proven track record in the mining sector, who are also uh, importantly very well aligned with shareholders. We, all, we own 24% of the business, so we think as shareholders first. We also have very strong institutional support, currently 40% owned by deep-pocketed, long-term uh, focused mining investors who recognize uh, the, uh, the, 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 the value that there is within the Enchi project, as well as capital market support. We currently have five investment banks who cover us from a research perspective. So district scale uh, exploration that's fundamentally under, underpinned uh, by a resource, a PEA, and is very well supported by management as well as the capital markets and institutional investors. I think that's it really, folks. <laughs> I've got no questions. No, I have. Right, uh, let, let, let's talk about this. Um, you're ex-analysis, ex-banking, so you, you, let, you laid out a beautiful story there. But for people kind of looking in, I, I'm not sure they do understand the, the value and the metrics that you're using around those, those values, right? 35 million market cap, that sort of level. Share price has kind of held its own for the last while. And 2022 was hideous for everyone, right? <laughs> but it, even in that sense, you kind of held your own. But it's a PEA stage. So obviously, they're looking for more certainty coming through with, with PFS whenever, whenever that feeds in. And, and for, for you, the scale isn't there. Like, it's not big enough yet. There's a lot of projects of your size in West Africa and elsewhere in the world, and they need you to do more. You need you to move more. So what are you going to do about it? So I think one of the unique things that we've got with our, our Enchi project is optionality. Mm -hmm. Because it's a heap leach project, um, you know, I'll get into a little bit more of the economics. So heap leach project, um, you know, uh, capex of $100 million, as I outlined, um, after tax NPV of $212 million at, an, uh, at a $1,650 gold. Let's use $1,850 gold. You're at a $300 million after tax NPV. So your NPV of the project at 300 million relative to your capex of 100 million is a very attractive uh, project. That's one of the big reasons we've been able to attract such strong institutional support. So there is a project sitting there today that could be built and create very good cash flow um, for, uh, for the company, which can then be redeployed into exploration to ultimately grow the overall size of the res resource. So the fact it's a heap leach project, um, that's one of the big uh, differentiators for, uh, for the company. So that project sits there today. We are in the process of um, doing a lot of de-risking to move that towards a, a production decision. So we've just completed, a, or in the process of completing a baseline study. That's one of the key things required to get a mining permit. Um, we've released results from seven uh, column tests. So we've got a lot of confidence in the, in the, uh, uh, in the recoveries from a metallurgy perspective, uh, but we are 
are continuing to de-risk that as well. We're in the process of kicking off two bulk samples, which will give us even more confidence in the, uh, in the metallurgy. So the, all of these de-risking things are happening in the background. With the resource update that we're doing at the moment, uh, one of the things that, um, that we think we're going to see is uh, a lot of the inferred ounces move into the indicated category. That's another important de-risking uh, step to ultimately move it towards a production decision. So that's kind of, um, you know, uh, um, one of our options is today, 100,000 ounces a year over a 10-year mine life. That's a very attractive project for us to potentially build or for a small, you know, small, maybe single asset producer or small mid cap who sees that I can bring 100,000 100, ounces of production in. I can then ramp that up to 150, continue to aggressively uh, explore, take the cash flow from that, invest that into a CIL plant as we get into the sulfides and ramp that up to, you know, two to 250. So that's one thing that we're doing and continuing to um, work on. The other is obviously we've got a very large project, so 216 square kilometers in size. We've identified 25 targets uh, across the property. We've drilled nine of them uh, to date and four of them currently hold our 1.4 million ounce resource. Last year, we made three new discoveries on the project. So again, that further highlights the district scale opportunity. Uh, we started to drill a little bit deeper into the sulfides for the first time ever, drilling below 125 meters. We had some very good high-grade um, intercepts. So one of the things that we're um, expecting with this resource update as well is that for the first time ever, we're actually going to be able to wrap um, a resource around some of the underground material maybe 50 to 100,000 ounces. So with that, you know, it's not a uh, it's not an underground mine at that stage, but what it is is proof of concept that look, these greenstone hosted deposits along the Sefwi Bibiani belt, they extend at depth and increase in grade. So our ability to start to showcase some of that is important. So option 1, you know, de-risk the project to a production decision, but you know, the other option and something, and we're doing them in tandem, is uh, continue to aggressively explore on the project and grow those overall ounces. Right, so you, but, but here's, the, here's what it comes down to. You're talking about 100,000 ounces a year for 10 years. That's great. That's, that's a nice project. But when you talk about plowing that back in the ground to release future value, there's a kind of time horizon there. So the conversation then switches from, oh, we're cash producing or net cash producing through to value creating, people aren't quite sure where, where you're sitting, right? So uh, this is what I mean, but how do you differentiate yourself from all the other stories saying very similar things to you, going through the admin of de-risking, that's all it is. But there's no kind of big emotional um, blue sky reaction here from the market at the moment saying, do you know what? I feel this could be a billion dollar company. I like the model that they're gonna create here because early cash, less um, dilution for me, and will eventually, at some point, create a really valuable, valuable com company by you know, finding more ounces in this massive land package that we've got. So it, it's a lot of moving parts for people to understand. It's a strategy which people, I'm not sure if they, they either have been listening or understand it, or perhaps they are discounting it because you're gonna plow the money straight back in the ground. So 
do you change tack? Do you simplify it? Do you say, well, actually, maybe we have some monetizing moments during with, with the rest of our with the rest of our asset at some point? How, how do you change the, the the story so that people get it? Well, so I mean, if we look at the amount of stock that we traded in Q4 of last year, and you look at some of the buying that came in to mop up the stock, I would say we actually do have a lot of investors who see what we're doing on the ground, recognize that we've done everything we said we would from a exploration perspective, as well as from a de-risking of the project perspective. Mm -hmm. And that's why they continue to, you know, be very supportive of the company and recognize that, you know, in a market uh, in 2022, where you've got, you know, companies like Newmont who are off over 50% from their 52 week highs, that, you know, exploration companies like Nucor are going to sell off more. Um, and, you know, we got caught up in that along with the rest of the junior sector. But the fact that, you know, we traded a third of the volume of the stock and our existing institutional holders, a number of them came in and added to their positions, recognizing the fundamental value that there is in the project with the significant upside potential. You know, I would say that, you know, there has been a lot of buying and support for the uh, for the company and lots of investors do recognize the value that there is in that optionality that we just outlined. Yes, we can build this to three to five million ounces. Uh, if you look at the other, you know, deposits that there are along trend from us, you know, Toronto at five and a half million and growing, Bibiani at six and a half million, Newmont at 20 million ounces. Those are all deposits that, you know, with historical and current um, endowments that sit along the Sefwi Bibiani belt from us. And, you know, we have been continuing to move towards, um, you know, growing the overall size of it. But at the same time, if we can be de-risking the project towards production um, and someone comes along and says, hey, we love this 100,000 ounce heap leach project and we want to buy it, then you know, that creates value for our, for potential value for our shareholders. Or we decide that, hey, we can fund this ourselves and we want to build it while continuing to aggressively um, explore and expand the overall resource, then why not create that optionality? But are you sort of, are you, what are you saying here? You're sort of a victim of, of timing because there's some case studies there. There's some companies there who have done it a certain way and been valued accordingly. I go chase the answers. It's the Canadian way, it seems, right? But you, you've come up with this. Well, actually, we'll, we'll create a kind of product here in this 100,000 hours, 10-year project that someone may want to come along and, and pick up. So there's some interest there. But you're not getting value for that versus these guys who have kind of done it. Maybe their timing was 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 better in the sense it was earlier in the market and gold was doing it doing its thing, you know. And, and it hasn't been a pretty environment for gold for the last I guess, I'm going to say two years now, right? Two years. Yeah, that? no, it's it's been a it's definitely been a tough environment since uh, yeah 2021 2022. It's been a tough environment, but again, we've been able to. Um, you know, continue to raise money. We've raised $34.5 million over the last um, two years. You know, the investors, again, that have come in and looked at our project in detail, and they're, you know, in the business of having to look at projects all around the world and comparing, you know, each of those projects with, uh, uh, with ours. And they're keen to continue to see us aggressively drill and move it forward. Well, let's, so, look, at, let's look at that, okay? Because that's important. Because I'm saying there's, a, there's companies here have got a, a, used a business model which has worked for them. Yep. You could do the same, or maybe you should have done the same, but you've chosen a, a, a different path. 
Yes, money is easy to come by. It's the cost of that money. That's got a question there. The type of money, yes, you're, you're turning over stock and, and, and that's good. And liquidity is really important for driving price. And you have held your own in 2022 in a pretty shitty environment, right? That, that, that's the truth. But do you, do you, what's the kind of pushback that you're getting from, people, from holders now? What are they concerned about? What do they think you, you should be doing that you're not? What so, could be doing? So I guess in terms of when you reference other companies going with this strategy, I assume you're referring to the Canadian strategy of grow it as big as you possibly can Absolutely. and then turn around and sell it. Right. So I mean, well, also some, just, of, some of the people in the region. But ju just to kind of avoid any potential confusion on that point, we are continuing to aggressively drill and we will continue to grow those ounces okay. towards what we've always said is we see that there's you know a three mil three to five million ounce plus potential here. And the reason we talk about three to five million ounces is that you know at that stage you're uh, producing two hundred thousand ounces over a fifteen to twenty five year mine life. That's the kind of size and scale that becomes attractive to um, you know majors and large mid cap companies. So we are continuing to do that, and that's one of the options that um, that we've got, and you know something that we will never lose focus on. But at the same time, if for our investors, without spending a lot of you know capital, we can do all these de-risking things for the you know hundred thousand ounce project that we've outlined. Yeah, yeah. The, why wouldn't we do that? Because that just creates optionality. So we are focused on the big exploration upside, but at the same time, in the background, we're de-risking. But, the but then that's the bit, right? You say, but saying that I've got this cash generative asset mm. potentially. It just need to get the, raise the capex, go through the de-risking thing, did the economics, raise the raise the debt equity, whatever that mix is, and it will be cash generative, which releases the future value of this massive land package that we've got as long as we understand what it is that we're chasing. All these other ounces we can release the value on in a 1870 gold market. Um, that, that, that's the bit I think people are not quite sure on. Well, it seems to me when we get a lot of inbound. So what is the potential of the, of the rest of the land package? Can, how do you get to three to five million ounces with your cash balance? Well, continue to drill. But is, you continue to raise is, as well, is, right? Yeah, I mean, as an exploration company, that's the reality. I mean, any exploration company who comes on this uh, on on this show or is interviewed by you uh, at some point needs to raise more money. But to at higher and higher prices, and that's the thing. So you, I'm saying you got to get that kind of tension going. People say, "There's the growth. There's the blue sky. They've done it before. They can do it again." And the end goal is five million ounces. Yeah. I can I can wrap my head around that. Yeah. So is that the challenge for this year? What's the focus for this year? Well, so the, the focus for this year, um, again, we're in the process of getting this um, resource completed. So on the back of that, um, you know, we'll, uh, we'll have additional drill results that are, uh, that are coming out. So we're drilling at the moment. Uh, what type I, of drilling I, is it? Though? Are, we, are we bringing inferred into indicated or are we looking to build no, more? The, so, so the drilling that we're doing at the moment is some of the deeper drilling down to kind of 300 to 350 meters targeting some of the higher grade material that we've um, encountered on the, on the project Morantz's today. higher grade. That's yeah. what we're looking for. Yeah. That's a nice story. Yeah. And so that, that what we have with, um, uh, with, with the higher grade material that we've um, discovered so far on the project is we've got these high grade shoots that we see all the, all the way along the Sefwi Bibiani belt. 
Um, as part of the 90,000 meter drill program that we completed, we made a number of high grade discoveries, kind of anywhere between 150 and 300 meters. Um, so that's the piece that I was talking about where with this updated resource, we think given the density of drilling in a few of these areas, we're going to be able to wrap some uh, ounces around that and include them in our, uh, in our resource. So follow up drilling on those, you know, uh, discoveries that we've made um, is something that we're obviously define, define discovery for me right now in terms of. Well, how, how do you define it? Every company's got a different way. So we've made a discovery, which is a great headline, but what's it mean? Well, so I, I think, you know, making a discovery and then actually being able to wrap, um, you know, wrap a resource and add ounces is important because, you know, some people go, I made a discovery. Well, yeah, but, you know, it's a kilometer, it's one hole a kilometer away from your main deposit. Whereas this actually is now, you know, a concentration of drill holes that starts to highlight the fact that there's underground mine potential at our project. Okay. So you know, following up on that discovery and looking to expand the overall, um, you know, size of that discovery so that you grow the ounces is something that we're focused on with some of this deeper drilling that we're doing. Okay, so 1.3 goes to, I mean, what do you think it needs to go to? to well, kind of so get we're, at, we're, we're, we're at 1.4 um, million ounces um, today. If you all, look- All categories. Well, right now it's only inferred. Okay. So, so that that's one of the things that um, we're expecting is you know a bunch of the drilling that we did as part of the ninety thousand meter program was at our existing resource areas. So stepping out along strike, looking to expand the overall size of the uh, of the mineralized footprint, which then obviously expands the overall size of the pits and uh, and adds ounces. But what we also focused on was some up dip and down dip drilling. So where we saw um, material potentially not being pulled to surface and captured within those pits, which then feeds into the uh, resource, um, you know, we drilled up dip and down dip. And what we're seeing is that with a lot of that up dip, down dip drilling, along with the you know other holes that were drilled, we're getting you know kind of 25 to 30 meter spacing. Once you start to get that kind of spacing, that's where you can move inferred ounces into the indicated category. So our view is, you know, let's say we ended up at, I don't know, four or 500,000 ounces of indicated just to pick a random, a random number. You know, at that point, you've now, you know, de-risked four or five years of 100,000 ounce a year production. One of the things we're obviously going to spend a bunch of time on once we do get this updated um, resource completed and we have all of the numbers and where the indicated sits relative to the inferred is, you know, does it make sense to take it from maybe four to five hundred thousand ounces to, you know, eight hundred? And then you've, you know, outlined, uh, you know, a hundred thousand ounces over eight years. But one thing we aren't going to lose focus on is that three to five million ounce potential that we see all the way along the belt. But again, from a de-risking perspective and, um, you know, from a corporate perspective, those are very uh, important de-risking milestones. So, you know, the conversations that we have with potential retail investors or other investors relative to the conversations and what's important for a, a corporate acquirer or business development teams from a lot of these companies are often very different. Yeah. So, you know, 
one of their first questions is what's the recoveries in the Met? You know, what, what, what are the indicated ounces? You know, what, what's the um, ability to get a mining permit? You know, baseline studies, all that kind of stuff. So I get it that, you know, that might not be important to, um, you know, investors as uh, uh, public market investors as much. But for business development teams, for all of these corporates, totally. those it's, are the most important It's literally things. where I was going next was because you've got, you've got two things to manage. Management hold a ton. Yeah. You've got a, a bunch of institutional there, and you know, because the, the, the I think the coverage um, helps you with that one, and re retail as well. And the un the understanding is is different, the drivers are different, and the the way that they value you is different. But it's important for you as a company to kind of you're you're driving. Um, okay, turning over a third of your shares is 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 amazing, but it's like whose hands that's landing up. So you talked about mopping up. So it suggests like. Deep um, pockets are mopping that up. The retail, I can see why perhaps this isn't giving them the kind of um, the movement which they they desire of some of these you know investment stocks here. So, but if you're building a company and building a story for the kind of institutional um, and and, and uh, industry players, you're going to behave a different way. You're going to signal to the market a different way, and that explains why you've done things the way that the way that you have. So. What's important for you this year in terms of messaging to the market for retail? What, what do you think they? What do you think that they want to hear? And what is it that you think they should want to hear? So there's two different things going on at the moment. Yeah. So um, uh, I mean, continued. Because can I just say? Yeah. I think retail want you to come out and say, "Hey, there's we've got a five million ounce project in West Africa. That's suddenly interesting and meaningful, or at least we've got a path to building." those answers. Um, so that's where we're going to come and ask you for money for, right? That's what they want to hear. It's as simple yeah. as that. Big, yeah. big company potential. And if we go back to the first interview that you and I ever did, that was stated, yeah. you know, our goal is to build this to three to 5 million ounces back to the 200,000 ounces, 15 to 25 year mine life. And, you know, so that has been something from day one. That hasn't that, gone that, away. That, You're that, saying that, that hasn't gone away. No. I mean, okay. if you look at it, we've drilled, you know, our resource sits on four out of 25 targets across the property. We've still just scratched the surface from a, um, you know, drilling perspective in terms of uh, depth. If you look at, you know, let's take it as a percent of our overall, you know, we've drilled on maybe 15% of our overall 216 square uh, land package. You look at you know where the mineralization sits on the Sefwi Bibiani belt. You've got the main Bibiani shear that comes off, and then you've got these second and third order splays that yeah. come through our property. You've got a hundred kilometers of you know these second order splays coming through the property. So I mean, there's huge exploration upside, but you know you need to systematically drill it, grow the ounces, drill it, and continue to grow the ounces. So that's you know a big opportunity for us. If you look at the average vertical depth of the pits that hold our 1.4 million ounces today, it's only down to 63 meters. So, you know, it's, it's, two, it's, it's two thirds the length of a football pitch. If you look at, you know, most of these, um, you know, again, to compare it to uh, Tirano or Bibiani or a Hafo to the north of us, there, you know, Tirano at the moment is mining down at 800 meters below yeah. surface. Yeah. They've drilled down to, uh, you know, 1.1, 1.2. So 20 times the depth of where our current resource is And let's, is let's put that into English for people, which is ba basically with your project that 
cost of accessing that ore is de minimis. So grade ceases to become a conversation. What we're talking about now is margin. Your margins have significantly increased compared to this. That's only the example that you gave. Um, and, and that's important. That's why the institutional guys are important. That's why the industry players are, um, find it interesting to them because they feel that they can make money here. Understood. But let's let's stick with the. I want to I want to help the retail guys watching this. All right. So they're going. I want a ton of ounces. You said we're going after a ton of ounces. Don't worry about it. Okay. But what we've got is we've inserted this mechanism here, which will reduce the future dilution of this company because it will throw off a ton of cash. It's high margin mining. It'll throw off a ton of cash to allow us to actually then access the rest of the well, whatever you're going after, three million, five million ounces really, really highly efficiently. Is, is, that, is that as simple as that? That is one of our options, Right, is to do exactly that. You know, we could build it, use the cash flow to then, you know, continue to uh, aggressively drill. Um, you know, the other option is all of our institutional investors are very supportive of what we've been doing, you know, from a drilling perspective, from a de-risking perspective. So, you know, continuing to fund the company to drill is the other option. And, and that's something that, you know, we'll continue to evaluate as, uh, as we move along. Okay. Good to see you, Ben. Yeah, good to see you. I mean, good luck with it. I mean, so you're also here at a conference, Africa Focus, Africa um, asked that you're, you're meeting investors. I, I, I get it. But who else are you um, tapping up? Yeah, so we're meeting with a lot of um, investors. Uh, you know, a lot of government officials um, are here as well. So uh, meeting with a number of them. And then a lot of corporates. I mean, one of the things that's kind of stood out um, this year uh, compared to last year is um, there's a renewed interest from a lot of kind of business development teams for a lot of these corporates who are now all of a sudden, um, you know, given the mandate to go out and look at more projects and look at growth. So we've been meeting with a lot of those types of, um, of groups as well.